Welcome to the Different Functional Podcast, where we explore the triumphs and challenges of trauma recovery and being neurodivergent in a neurotypical world. In today's episode, we're going to try to give you a glimpse behind our masks. I am Autumn, the older sister, and typically at this point in the episode, we would share a few facts about ourselves. But today we're going to forgo that in hopes that the episode, instead of us telling you about ourselves, will show you more about ourselves. Now, as neurodivergent people in a neurotypical society, Ivy and I have learned to mask. It's just part of our survival, and it's something that happens now and can sometimes be almost impossible to turn off or control. But we wanted to try to provide you guys a glimpse behind our mask to open up that avenue for a better connection with you guys, but also just to provide our listeners an opportunity to even begin seeing and understanding what that unmasking process can look like and what unmasked versus masked interactions can look like as well. Because as somebody that's trying to learn to unmask, it's sometimes nice to get some examples. But we knew that if we did a traditional episode format, we just wouldn't be able to consciously stop that masking from happening all the time. So what we did instead for you guys was compile a whole host of candid behind the scenes moments, mess ups and conversations from the last two years we've been doing this podcast. When we say from the last two years, I'm telling you guys, this is a lot of files that we had to pull from. This is Ivy, by the way, and it was my task to go through the, I would say, about 100 files to pull the clips for this compilation. So all of the content that you are going to be hearing today is completely new to you. It's not new to our Patreon folks because they have had access to all of our blooper reels and extra things from episodes that didn't make it into the actual episode itself. So if you are on our Patreon, you've probably heard these things, but you've probably forgotten a lot of this stuff. I know I certainly did. And if you are not one of our Patreon folks, this is entirely new to you. So one of the disclaimers that I'm going to give you guys right at the top is that because we are pulling these clips from files from the very beginning of the podcast all the way up to now, you might notice that the audio overall is maybe a little bit uneven compared to what you are used to because early on in the podcast, like many podcasts, we started out with microphones and setups that made us sound a little bit like we were talking into a can or talking to you from the bottom of a well. And now things have definitely cleaned up quite a bit. So I did my best to clean up the overall audio file by the time that I was done but you may still find there are parts that are a little bit more rough, a little bit more raw, and don't sound as nice and squeaky clean as you are now used to. And the other disclaimer I do want to give you guys as well is because this is just a compilation of a bunch of random moments, bloopers and little bits of conversations that we've had and kind of some bonus material from the episodes themselves, This is definitely very raw in terms of just listening to us speak. And when I say raw, I mean a little chaotic, more than a little unhinged, and very crude humor. Uh, Apparently, and I was not aware of this prior to putting together this compilation, but apparently our combined humor is very similar to a combination of like 14-year-old boys, little old ladies talking about their body issues, and some really fed up millennials. 
So be prepared for a good time, but a lot of crude humor. This is probably the closest anybody has ever gotten to knowing what Autumn and I are like, what Autumn and I are actually like, especially at, you know, towards the end of two or three or four hour uh, recording sessions when we are at the uh, the limits of what our masks could do anyway. So we really hope that you guys enjoy all of this that we have put together. We've pulled a lot of clips for this compilation, and we really hope it's going to be a good time for everyone involved. And we also do want to clarify that you still will see some mask because we can't completely turn it off even with each other. And you may notice that at the beginning of our relationship, when we first started this podcast, there was more strain because we weren't as connected. And so there was more masking. So that'll be kind of fun for you guys too, to kind of see that development of how the masks changed with each other over time as well. So with all those disclaimers out of the way, we hope that you enjoy this little glimpse behind our masks. Welcome to the different functional, functional? Different functional. <laughs> Welcome to the Different Functional Podcast, where we explore the triumphs and challenges of trauma recovery and being neurodivergent in a neurotypical world. And I forgot my little filter. <laughs> Jesus, I am not prepared. <laughs> yes, this is the filter that like bleeps it out. I don't think the filter is going to fix it if you say functional again, but <laughs> sorry, I kind of like it better that way. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Let go of the jingle bells. We're not. We're not playing. With, we're not playing with jingle bells. Give. Give me the jingle bells. Okay. All right. We're doing this for real, people. I'm glad you think so. Cat does not seem to agree. Damn it. You got this. I mean, I feel like I kind of did that already, but it was monotone. I can try to give it more enthusiasm. I don't really have anything else to add to that. So I guess I don't know why you think like range of emotion comes with making your voice squeaky, but it is so adorable. Well, I mean, your voice gets squeaky sometimes, which creates range of emotion. So I wonder who I got that from. It looks like just basically Jake sits and sits the cat out. And yeah, it, it's always a little surprising and scary. The cat's going to hack something up. This is the first hairball I've This is the first hairball, Ivy. You're here for the first hairball. Increasing your freedom, reducing what other people care, or reducing what, reducing your concern with what other people care about. Oh my God. Or reducing your concern with what other people think about you. All of my mic checks are just going to be me coughing forever and ever. I hope someday you won't cough. Forever and ever. I at some point it'll go away. It has to. It can't last forever. It's just every time I get sick, the cough lasts for fucking ever. It takes like a month to two months to go away completely. All right, we're recording. Well, randomly, just on a final note, as I get older, I think, well, things can't go on forever and ever. And then they suddenly do. And it's just now part of my life because I think sometimes that's what it means to get older. The cough will not last indefinitely. It will go away after a couple of months and then not come back until I get sick again. Then don't ever get sick again. It's my recommendation. I, I hate being sick. Like even to the point that like it's a rule in our house and, and Jake knows this. I'm like, you are not allowed to bring illness into the house. You will shame the household if you bring illness in here. And, and if he does, I get pissed. Like if he comes home and he's got a sore throat or a cough, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No, no. And I want to kick him out because I hate being sick. And so even though it's just a sore throat, I dread the idea that like, fuck, 
I keep checking. I'm like, does it still hurt? Does it hurt more? Does it hurt less? What if I drink this? Does that help? Does this make it worse? And so I spend the whole day wondering, like, does my throat still hurt? Or am I making it hurt by thinking about it? Or am I just thinking that it hurts because I'm so focused on it? And it's hard to even tell. So it's hard. Like once those thoughts get in there, it's also hard to let go of them and just be like, oh, yeah, I was fine. It was just the fan or whatever. It makes me spend a lot of time staring at the back of my own throat because I still have my tonsils. And so I, I track my tonsils all day. As soon as I feel like a scratchiness in my throat, I'm like back in my throat with like a flashlight looking at my tonsils being like, are there pus pockets there? And then if I can't really tell if my tonsils are swollen, I'm like calling Calvin into the bathroom. I'm like, Calvin, look at my tonsils. Do they look weird to you? And he's like, I don't know what I'm looking for. What do you want from me? And I'm like, I don't do my tonsils look weird. I don't know. What are your tonsils supposed to look like? So then we go on online and we're looking at all these different pictures of tonsils and some of them are really, really gross. And part of that is comforting in, in the sense that I'm like, okay, well, at least it's not that bad. But then the other part is terrifying. It's like, what if that happens to me? What if my tonsils swell up so much and get filled with so much pus that I can't breathe? And then I'm going to die. I hear that when you get your tonsils removed later in life, the recovery is way more of a bitch monster. And that sounds awful. I really don't want to do that. So I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'll just stare at the back of my throat and make Calvin stare at the back of my throat too, to try to make me feel better. But he won't because he doesn't know what he's looking for. And then he'll just get mad at me. And I'll be like, what do you want from me? I don't know. Your tonsils look like tonsils, I guess. I don't know what they're supposed to look like. Well, you're no help at all, sir. <laughs> that is not helpful at all. You need some validation about your tonsils. You need to start taking like normative day pictures of comparative points. I know. I know. I think you know, every, every time I get sick, I think that I'm like, why do I not take take pictures of my tonsils consistently so that I can track and see like, do they look weird compared to normal? Because I know they always look a little funky even when I'm healthy, but I never have pictures to compare it to. So I should do that. <laughs> Someday something's going to happen and like the FBI is going to get a hold of my phone. <laughs> why the fuck does this chick have so many pictures of her own tonsils? And then I'll have to explain myself to the government. I, I've actually had a sore throat off and on the past couple weeks. And I realized what it was. It's kale juice. I'm trying to be healthier. So I've been juicing kale. And for some reason, when I drink kale juice, it causes my throat to hurt. And you're like, oh, well, now at least you know, and it's not that bad. No, because now I'm concerned that I'm fucking allergic to kale because everything I want to do for my body to make it better or healthier, you know, like, hey, I'll take B vitamins or hey, I'll take these supplements, fucks it up. And my body repays me by, by hating me or hurting me or giving me a headache or just being a despicable little abusive bitch because that is what my body is. And so even though I know that the sore throat is from kale juice, it hasn't ended my worries because I'm like, where does this end? I'm trying to increase my vegetables. I'm trying to be good to you, body. And you're like, no, I don't want to be healthy. Fuck you. I hope we die of a heart attack. And at that point now, I'm just like in this battle with my body. I'm like, well, fuck you, body. And I want to like punch myself, but I know it's going to hurt me. <laughs> and then it's this whole other thing that starts going on. And I'm just like, I want to divorce my body. Like, is there an emancipation? Because I am fucking sick of it some days. I've had the same person come up to me at the gym like four times in the last two weeks to tell me that I come across as very intimidating. And they're still trying to figure out why. And I keep telling them I'm not intimidating. And they're like, but you are. And I'm like, I... I don't know how to help you with this problem. As a neurodivergent person, I wouldn't go up and share that with somebody. Just like, hey, I've been watching you and I am intimidated by you. I just wanted to share. The, the second time that the person at the gym came up to me and told me that I seemed very intimidating, they were like, it, I think it's your glasses. I think your glasses make you intimidating. And I'm like, well, I'm blind without them. So. Oh, okay. So you know how we always go pee like 84 times before we start this? Do you ever, when you're like, you're like, oh, I got to go pee real quick. And you go to go pee and there's a surprise poop that you weren't prepared for. And now you feel like you have to poop under pressure or hold it because somebody's expecting you back. Does that happen to you? Or is that just me? Or is that like a human thing? I, I think that's probably a human thing. 
I'm pretty sure that's a human thing. It has happened to me before. I usually I'm pretty good at being able to tell, but like sometimes, some days you're gassy and you just don't really yes. know. And so you go, and you feel pressure and you're like, I think that's just bladder pressure. And then you get to the toilet and you're like, no, that's not just bladder pressure. Or sometimes you're like, okay, I kind of need to fart. And I've been talking with the person. I'll wait till I go to the bathroom and you're like, I will fart in here. And it's like, nope, this was not a fart. And you're like, and part of you is like, well, I'm glad I didn't do it around the person then because that would have been embarrassing. But yeah, it's really annoying because there's a lot of pressure. And for whatever I, reason, it's never like a diarrhea situation where it's like, oh, it's just like once and done. And you're like, oh my God. It's like, no, you're actually kind of constipated, but yeah. you need to poop. And now you're stuck in this awkward situation. <laughs> yeah, I think also like it can be dis- disappointing when it goes the other way too, where like you, you really feel like you have to go, like you feel like you got to take a shit, you know, yeah. and you, you feel like it's going to be one of those ones that afterwards you're just going to feel so emptied out and like purified yes. or something like it's going to be a, like a holy experience and you get to the bathroom and it was just gas and you're like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I thought this was I thought this was about to be a moment where everything was going to be cleared out and I was going to feel so much lighter afterward. Like if I stepped on the scale, I would be like three pounds lighter, but no, it was just air. Uh, those are such just tragic. air and everything else is still in there somewhere. Yes. I don't know where it's in there somewhere. <laughs> it's also like, yeah, like how much air did I just swallow that that was like it felt like a poop? Like, how you know, because it usually is. It's like one of those like rumbling sounds like thunder. I do not fart in front of people like I mean, you know this because when we went to mom's funeral and on the way back it was such an uncomfortable ride and like you started getting like a buildup of gas in your abdomen and you were in pain and we couldn't lay the seats back down because there was all that stuff in the, yes. back of the car and like you had gas and then you were embarrassed about it and I so desperately I've never in my life so desperately wanted to fart <laughs> just to make you feel better and feel less embarrassed and I was like sitting there as I'm driving I'm like trying to push and I'm like well, I don't want to push too much just in case I need something more but I'm like trying to push and nothing will come out it was like the harder I would push the more I would feel bubbles rising up in my stomach, it was like my body. And me pushing was like, oh no, 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 we gotta send this backwards. So like, I can't, I can't fart in front of other people. But then if I go into the bathroom, as soon as I'm on the toilet, my body's like, oh, this is this is the fart. Is coming. <laughs> Just ignore the fact that somebody's on the other side of this one-inch thick door. I, any man that I get remotely close to, I'm like, why do men take so long to poop? I want to know. And the only one I ever got was, well, men just don't push. We don't want to hurt ourselves. <laughs> What? How do you poop without pushing? What? Women shove babies out of their vagina. You think you're going to like injure yourself, seriously injure yourself by pushing out a poop? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're constipated, are you constipated all the time? Because if that's the case, you need to change your diet. Well, no, but it just, you know, we don't want to hurt ourselves. Okay, that's... <sighs> That's not okay when there's only one bathroom. I seriously now have a designated big gulp cup that I pee in when he's in the bathroom <laughs> because I'm like, otherwise I'm, otherwise I'm screwed because even when I'm like, babe, I really need to pee. It's still going to take him like 10, 15 minutes to finish and come out of the bathroom. I'm like, I'm going to wet myself by then. <laughs> well, it's gotten to the point like sometimes like I see Jake go to the bathroom, I'm like, are you pooping? Not because I want to know, but because like, I'm like, I need to get in there to pee if this is the case because I don't know how long it's going to be. And I don't want to yes. go outside. There's snow. Yeah, that is... <laughs> Yeah, that's the story of my life, too. Anytime I see Calvin unbuttoning his pants or undoing his belt, I'm like, are you going into poop? <laughs> like that's, I ask that question so many times a day, even if I don't have to pee, because I know he's going to be in there for such a long time. I'm like, are you going into poop? Because if you are, I need to pee first. And he's like, oh, I'm like, what? You go in there for an hour and a half to two hours. I don't even know what you're doing in there. And then let's just talk about poop, because, you know, I love to talk about poop. But seriously, that's what you gave us? Yes, mash these things, shove it into your intestines. They'll absorb some of it and then just shit out the rest. Just go around shitting everywhere. <laughs> Like, all animals do that. I'm like, how is that? 
how is that a fucking intelligent design? Like, I don't know a lot about tech, but I've heard people like bash Microsoft because instead of fixing anything, they just keep adding on and adding on and adding on new patches. So there's patches for the patches for the patches for the patches. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like that's what it happened with the body. They're like, oh, we should get it to do this. And so they added on this. And like, oh, that's not enough. I guess we'll uh, put in some enzymes. Oh, that wasn't enough. I guess we'll uh, break it down with some acid in the stomach. Well, shit, that's still not enough. Uh, shove it through some tubes. Fuck, they're not long enough. Uh, put in a second set of tubes? I don't know. Like, seriously, they just kept adding on and they're like, well, we still have this matter. Ah, uh, shit it out and ass. Yeah, just put a hole there. It'll fall out. Yeah, uh, let's call that good. That's what I feel like happened. Like, they just, they came up with a shitty design and instead of like trying to work and fix it, they just kept adding on more shitty designs until it kind of worked. I agree. So, yeah, definitely offended as well. That That is why I would rather at this point in my life, I would rather believe in the theory of evolution than in the theory of intelligent design because I'm like, at least if it's evolution, it's just like luck of the draw it's just dumb fucking luck or you just get fucked by sheer chance but if it's intelligent design then god's a dick i like your title for this recording apocalypse but for real this time <laughs> yeah because the other one was labeled apocalypse but then we just like fucking i don't know shot the shit for almost an hour so it is for real this time <laughs> the apocalypse is for real this time <laughs> i don't know if that's a good thing okay uh I, I, are you asking because you're thinking about removing this point yes if you want it to stay i will i will leave it <laughs> I, I guess it doesn't really matter uh how important do you think finding purpose is it's not so much about him as it is about the point we were going to make <laughs> I feel like that's a really existential question. Like, how important do you feel it is to find a purpose in life, Autumn? I have not considered an answer to that, maybe. Well, most of the gluten-free crackers I detest. They're like these shiny things. Like, I don't know why they have to be shiny. And they taste shiny. And they're, like, sticky when you bite them. I don't know. I've tried, like, rice crackers and almond crackers and all these other ones. And they're all, like, I don't know, round-looking and shiny. Yeah, I know rice crackers are not fun. I know rice crackers are round and shiny. I'm not familiar with almond. Well, they have these almond crackers... The almond people make them. Like, the the same people you buy the almonds from, King's Almonds or whatever they are, it's like the one almond maker. They make these these almond crackers. And they are, they are shiny, too, and I do not like them. All right, I... They taste shiny. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to send you some links um, to some types of crackers that I have tried that are not shiny and don't taste shiny and actually have a cracker-like texture. <laughs> I like crackers. <laughs> I would add to that, too, that not only can it sometimes be, um... <laughs> That's gonna add on to what you said. <laughs> I forgot what you said just after I started talking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me a second here. I'm gonna get it back. I just love it when my brain comes out of it. <laughs> I always knew that my brain just, like, doesn't hold on to things after it sees them as not being relevant anymore, but I feel like the older I get, it just, it makes those, like, decisions, like, like snap decisions now, and I'm like, brain, wait, I still needed that. Why are you determining that that's not relevant anymore? I, I needed that, and my brain's like, no, you need nothing. So, randomly, I, I almost texted you this, but I didn't. Random things that my cat's done this week. One, he ripped that pizza box to complete shreds. Uh, we moved the pizza to a different location. Overnight, he got into the pizza and ate an entire fucking slice of it. Why is that And threw the other two pieces on the floor for the dog. Um, what else? Oh, and then we had a tall wooden, like, kitchen table chair sitting in the kitchen. Bruce decided he was going to ride it and try to, like, tilt it like a teenage boy and balance in it. Just knocked it over almost on our pit bull. And then, then tried to act like it was his intent the whole time and tried to then sit comfortably on it when it was tilted, which is not possible to prove that it was his intent. When that didn't work, he then sat under it like, yes, this was this was the point, though. So. 
<laughs> he is such an agent of chaos. He really is. <laughs> he really is. I enjoy the stories about your cat. I also enjoy how much uh, he has infiltrated the, the podcast. Every time we record, I feel like we have at least one one blooper where Bruce is causing chaos. Because I just the piece of pizza he ate was as big as him. Like he ate all of it except the crust, which is like what, like the, not just like the bottom crust, but like just the top, like a human yeah. do. And then he didn't look fat at all, and he'd eaten his normal amount at night, and he was pissed off because I got up late and didn't feed him his soft food. And I'm like, dude. Maybe he was a human in his past life. He, he seems like he may, if he was a human, he may have died when he was like 16. A teenage boy who, I don't know, ran his dirt bike into a tree or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's so much. Yeah, because he does act very much like a teenage boy a lot of the time. I do have one very pressing question about it. After he, after he had pizza, did he get diarrhea too like I did? No, as far as I can tell, it's normal. Though I will say his poop is fucking huge. It's like this big around. And you've seen the size of him. He's like a 10-pound cat. His, yeah, his little poop hole is like half a dime big, and he's squeezing out quarter-sized poops, and I am concerned about that. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's <laughs> something else, dude. I can't be good for his digestive tract. Jesus Christ! I've never seen a cat eat pizza before. I've never seen him eat a whole fucking slice, especially the crust part. He loves anything with gluten in it. It's ridiculous. Uh, hell, but it's such a weird thing for a cat to be into. I don't think cats generally like bread that much. I don't think so either. Cinnamon rolls, croutons, pieces of bread, anything. He'll fucking fight the dogs for it. Jeez, okay. I think he named him Teenage Boy. Like, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what's going on. Now he's just living out his cat life like Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I don't like commemorating things. I've come to that conclusion as I've gotten older. I don't like birthdays. I don't really like holidays. I don't like any day that adds extra pressure to the day to do something different. Yeah, I can see that. Do you need me? So then you don't need me to remember when your anniversary is, right? No. Okay. Because no. I would make an effort if it was important, but I did not know that today, how long, like. No, I mean, honestly, until uh, last week, I didn't remember when our anniversary was. Like I had to go back. I knew we met on a Wednesday because it was a karaoke night right before Halloween. So I had to go back and look at what day that Wednesday fell on in 2018. <laughs> okay, so if I don't even remember the actual date, I certainly don't expect you to. I don't remember Calvin. I don't expect Calvin to remember either because Calvin, which blew my mind, that he had kind of this blonde moment because it was like the reverse of what would normally happen. So we got up this morning and I was like, happy anniversary. And I gave him a kiss. And he was like, yeah, but we met on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, they met on a Wednesday, but then Dave doesn't stay on a Wednesday every year. He was like, oh yeah, which is the exact reverse of how that kind of conversation would normally go. Because as soon as it came out of his mouth, I'm like, that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard because he would not normally have moments like that. Like he's on top of stuff and he's very, like, I don't know, he's got an amazing memory and little details like that are, th- are things that would like usually stick in his craw. So it just, it, it just amused me. He was like, yeah, we met on a Wednesday. <laughs> Indeed we did, sir. Indeed we did. <laughs> did you hear that? Well, your back. What's <laughs> my bra? Oh my god! And like, it's, why is it creaking like it's for set? It's a relatively new bra, but like, I got a bra with a really wide band on it because since I started putting on more muscle, my 
like my lats and everything have gotten a little bit bigger and if i have a regular band it like it's like trying to squeeze into a sausage casing and i have what looks like fat rolls on the top and on the bottom because the muscle gets squished all weird so i got one with a really wide band but because it's a pretty sturdy hefty band and i this is a new one that i just got like a couple of weeks ago it's not fully broken in so when i went to stretch i put my hands back to stretch it like creaked <laughs> it sounded like a whale <laughs> It doesn't feel a lot like one, but yeah, it definitely sounded like it. It sounded like a bat cracking. That is what it sounded like. <laughs> I feel bad for my boobs. I feel very bad for my boobs. I don't get angry at my boobs. I get angry at clothes for not being well suited to my boobs. I used to just go braless, but now I'm just old enough that my boobs, like, you're not going to have to worry about this because yours are small. They, like, droop over. And so then there's this weird area where my boob touches, like, my ribs that it's not supposed to touch it because it should be droopy <laughs> and not all old and droopy. And I hate it. And so it's, like, it's one of those sensory things. Like, oh, my God, my boob is touching my rib. My rib is touching my boob. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's touching. <laughs> and it's horrible. Okay, so for me, like, living off grid, this is an actual like physical like problem because like okay i'll have to pick up logs or whatever and there's been a few times i'm like oh i'll just go out and pick up these lumber scraps or something and not have a bra on i have gotten splinters in my fucking nipples i have almost lost a nipple because it's gotten squished between two logs and so it's also like a fucking like physical protective it's like ppe like i never realized bras are personal protective equipment my nipples then touch the fabric of whatever and that freaks me out like i guess it's yes. supposed to be like stimulating but it's not stimulating no. it's just like why you're it's annoying it's annoying it's like your body trying yeah. to get sexy with you during not sexy time it's like no this is i am fucking like talking to some clerk or something i don't need sexy time nipples what are you doing i want to like bras i just need bras to be more likable i feel like nipples are the penis of women they just have a mind of their own they get hard or not one gets hard the other doesn't the ones all like oh sexy time and it's sending signals when you don't want it like you're talking to like your family member and it's all like ah sexy time you're like no no nipple that, that irritates me <laughs> it irritates me too when just one gets hard Yes. <laughs> Why is there no communication between you two? And you know what it comes down to again? It's always fucking symmetry for me. I'm like, how is like, one of you doing that? Like, stop it! How could one of you be doing that and the other one not? Like, it, it especially aggravates me because one of my boobs is so noticeably smaller than the other one, and it's the small one that always gets overly excited. And I'm like, would you stop that? Like, quit it! I don't need that right now. Why can't you just behave yourself like the other one? Why instead of getting a hard nipple all the time, why didn't you just develop more actual breast tissue so I could be more symmetrical? But no, you're just making me more asymmetrical by always being excited while the other one's not. The other one's just trying to like chill out. Like they're, they're just trying to relax and you're always trying to get up to no good. I remember when you were in your early 20s and I was getting my degree in psychology. I would tell you things about brain and love and how this all works and you would get mad at me because I was taking the romance out of love and you didn't want to know about all the neurochemical stuff. And it was just like, oh. And now as we get older, you tell me stuff about the body. And I'm like, I don't want to know that. Like it was creepy enough to know that it was popping. But now that there's like little fluid lube stuff in some <laughs> system that air has leaked into it. I guess it's payback. I wasn't trying to do payback. I just have a lot of obscure knowledge about the human body now. <laughs> no, it's good. It's helpful knowledge because the obscure knowledge you offer me does come up handy randomly because something happens. I'm like, oh, that's what's happening. But like the fact that like you were talking, oh, it still creeps me out. Like when you're walking and all of a sudden your foot hurts really, really badly, like weird. You said sometimes that means because the bone misaligned in there. And every time it does it now, I'm like, oh my god, the bone misaligned. And it, that is more cringy than the actual <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if this is better or worse, but it's not always a bone misaligning. Sometimes it's just like the tendon gets pulled a little too tight and then it gets cranky with you. That's also a thing that happens sometimes. Yeah. I prefer not to believe in tendons. Okay. That just, it sounds <laughs> disgusting. Okay. Yeah, I've, seen, I've eaten chickens, like rotisserie chickens, and that's just, that's in me. Yeah. That's so creepy. I don't know how you do the job you do, Amy. I mean, it definitely has changed the way that I view meat. That's for sure. 
I can only imagine. <laughs> I'm much more aware of what, what uh, body parts there are on a chicken. It's not just like random words that have no meaning to me. Like I know, obviously, chicken breast should, you know, like it speaks for itself. But I didn't really think about it until I became a massage therapist. I'm like, boob. Yep, that's boob tissue right there. <laughs> Or like that's a ligament holding holding that uh, holding that thigh there stuck to the stuck to the bird. That's a ligament holding that in place. That's why it's so hard to rip off. I don't know if this added to my trauma, but when we were kids, somewhere along the way, I don't know why the fuck we got this. Somebody gave it to us. I don't know. It was a like a pig leg joint that they had given us. And of course, we weren't going to eat it, and we had no dog food, and so I was going to give it to the dogs. And of course, I'm all about fairness, so I was trying to rip it apart oh, to give. To the dogs, which I finally managed to with some kitchen knives and an axe, I believe. It was not a pleasant thing realizing how joints were together, yeah, easily. And it also made me reconsider uh, killing people and chopping them up because that is a lot harder, yeah, than the movies make it seem. Yeah, it sure is. Ligaments are pretty hard to get through. Whenever you eat something, because we have two dogs, the last little bit is always caused dog food because you give the last little bite, the last little piece of crust, the last little fry, whatever it is to the dogs because they're adorable and they sit there and they're so cute. They got the big eyes like the cat from Shrek and they're so sweet. When I'm hungry, no, this is mine. I stare that dog dead in the eye and eat that last piece of crust. I get hungry enough. I would go over, stare the dog dead in the eye and eat his dog food. When I was on the elimination diet, it got so bad that I was opening the canned dog food that I give to the dogs. I'm like, this smells really good. I wonder if there's anything in here I can't have. And I almost got to the point that I was eating dog food. And I, I made Jake smell it. And I'm like, does this smell good? Or am I really hungry? And he's like, that does not smell good. Do not eat that. And then he actually had to watch me for the next 10 minutes to make sure I didn't just eat the dog food because it didn't have any of the things I couldn't eat. And it was convenient and there. And it smelled really good. So I almost ate my dog's dog food. We ready to get started? I think so. Hopefully my face doesn't start flooding again. I don't know what the fuck the deal is with that. I think it's because like I closed the, the sliding glass door. It seems like when, because this happened the last time that we recorded here, remember my eyes were getting really bad. Yes. It's like if there's no airflow coming in, something about sitting in this corner seems to be fucking with me the last few weeks. Can you, <clears throat> but I put some more nasal spray in, so hopefully that'll help. Do you want to try opening the door or no? No, because there, there's so many loud fucking noises in our apartment complex all the time. Like there's kids running back and forth and screaming and there's like people driving in with overly loud vehicles and ice cream trucks and Jehovah's Witnesses. And it's a, it's a lot. So right. I don't think it's why. And we have trains that go by and homeless people that scream at each other. Like, I just don't think that it's going to be conducive to have that door open. All right. Then. All right. My snot is a less offensive sound than everything else. <laughs> As you're talking, I kind of laugh because we, you know, how bad is the word family to us? And I kind of joke, but I'm also kind of serious. Like I talked to Ivy despite the fact that she's family. You know, I talk to Ivy and I love, I love her, even though she's my sister. Like, it's kind of an embarrassing, like, chlamydia thing that we're related. But I also kind of yeah. with her. It's kind of like that. Like, we try to pretend, you know, that it doesn't exist that often. I did that last time. And you're like, I feel like we're really rushed. And I'm like, yes, we are, because I'm rushing us. So, yeah. Ivy doesn't like Russians. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, Ocean Audio, should we start that? Oh, fuck, yeah. You started it? Okay. No, because I did not start it either. I'm glad I was not just like one step behind this time. No, you're like on it today. You were early. You've got Ocean Audio. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with me. Uh, actually, like, I think it's because, and sorry, Jake, if this is TMI, but like, mm -hmm. I've noticed over the last few months, especially, uh, and it, like, 
in general since the accident the days right before my period starts i'm fucking useless but as soon as it starts it's like all systems online again and i started yesterday so my brain's like i'm ready let's do some things now whereas like two days ago my brain was like why are we even lifing anymore what is the fucking point i don't want to do this i don't want to concentrate i don't want to do anything i just want to be left alone we're never going to do anything for the rest of our lives because fuck everything and then as soon as i started my period as soon as the blood came my brain was like okay i'm ready to do things again <laughs> Sorry for the TMI, but yeah, that's why I'm on board today because I'm bleeding. <laughs> what if you're just actually like a goddess that requires blood sacrifices for functioning? Blood sacrifice for myself? Well, nobody else is offering them, so somebody's got to. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that is the, the thing going on. I don't think I'm a goddess though. And I don't think blood offerings work if you give them <laughs> I've never heard of any deities taking offerings from themselves. If it was that easy, they wouldn't need offerings from humans. Well, maybe they don't need them. They just don't want to have to do it themselves. Going out to eat. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't cook at home, but... <laughs> deities are just entitled. I don't want to yeah. give my own burnt offerings to myself. Come humans, bring me burnt offerings. Burn anything, I don't even care. It could be a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be an animal. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. They're not picky. They just don't want to do it. They're lazy, not picky. Okay. <laughs> All right, I see what you're trying to say about me. <laughs> oh, this is horrible. Although I, I guess I'm not a lazy deity then, because I did give the blood offering to myself. Yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm a step above the other deities. Don't yes, you are. Down anything. <laughs> <laughs> not got rid of that one. Yeah. And this goes over differently with different clients, um, but inevitably, people always ask the question because massage does so often get mixed up with prostitution because it's easier for brothels to operate under the guise of massage. People inevitably ask about like the connection there and how it affects me in my profession and shit like that. And like, do I ever get turned on working on a client? Like, people always want to ask those kinds of questions. They don't ask it on the first massage, but once they get comfortable with you, like tons of people are curious about that. And every fucking time I answer them the same way. I'm like, to be perfectly honest, no, I don't get aroused by anybody that's on a table because when you are on the table, you are just muscle to me. Like, I don't even, like in my head, not only do you not have clothes, you also don't have skin. Like, I'm imagining the muscles underneath. No, that does not particularly get my rocks off. <laughs> and some people think that's funny. Yeah. And some people are kind of, uh, I, I guess, like it's comforting to them to know that they're not being sexualized by me. But other people look at me a little bit like I'm a serial killer. They get like that awkward chuckle. <laughs> not, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm just saying like there's nothing sexually appealing about this. First of all, I'm working on people's nasty ass feet every day. And for the most part, you're just a massive muscle tissue. Like you're not even really a person to me right now. <laughs> if that makes you feel any better, you're not a person anymore. <laughs> I, maybe it's because like of my body issues like the issues I have with bodies or because I've known you long like that would have never occurred to me that a massage therapist would get turned on during massage I, I don't I guess I could see that but I I don't know like even when I rub Jake's back like that's not foreplay I'm like that is a chunk of muscle and I don't know what that's doing and it's really creepy but I'm gonna keep poking it and now I don't want to have sex with you because there's a muscle in you and that's disgusting like it would have never occurred to me that a massage therapist would have been turned on I don't think most massage therapists do get turned on. There's probably like a few fucking weirdos that get into this field because they just want to touch naked people. But I feel like that is such a small minority of the people that get into this field. And even the people that work in the brothels operate under the guise of massage. Like they're not getting turned on. They're there to make a paycheck. They make a lot of money for those happy endings. That's why they're there. They're not turned on by you. <laughs> they need you to be turned on by them so that your dick gets hard enough so that they can give you a hand job and they can get paid. They're not there for their own sexual kicks. So no, I don't think most people that operate as massage therapists or prostitutes that operate under the guise of massage therapy are there because they're sexually aroused by this line of work. 
like I'm even trying to like because like you said like that's the other piece of it too is like well then you're kind of like a hooker but if you're a hooker it's not about you being aroused it's about like you said you getting paid like, yeah and the other people's minds are the other thing that people don't think about either is that as a massage therapist I am seeing every part of your body no, not like your genitals but I'm seeing every part of your body up close so any grossness that you have on your body, I am seeing that. Like, I am seeing the bottom of your feet and how, like, calloused and cracked they are. Like, I am seeing every blemish that you have on your body. I'm seeing that weird that weird mole you have by your butt crack. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I am not aroused by any of this. Like, nobody who wants to be sexually aroused by another human being wants to see every, like, fine-tuned part of their body. Like, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Like, I think it's weird enough that in corn you have, like, that genre of, like, anal cape where, like, they really in just on the butthole and the butthole like, looks like it's breathing i'm like that's pretty fucking weird <laughs> but i'm pretty sure even those people they don't want to see your breathing butthole and then see your nasty ass cracked callous feet <laughs> there is nothing arousing about seeing the human body close up i'm sorry but there's just not can you hear the cat i hear something i assumed it was bruce up to no good he's got his little white mouse in his box nothing makes you feel like an ogre more than telling your dog or cat to stop playing <laughs> right I see her over there having fun and enjoying your life. Stop it right now. <laughs> Killjoy. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can relocate him further. Just a sec. Okay. Are you praying to the podcast gods? <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to release tension. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said anything, but it just it just really looked like she were deep in prayer. Like when they show videos of people at those, uh, I don't know, like those like Baptist churches, you know, they're all like singing and they got their arms up in the air and their eyes are closed. They got tears streaming down their face because Jesus. Because <laughs> Jesus. He looked, he, oh my God. He looked kind of like that, except you didn't look like you were crying, but you did look like you were like deep in prayer. <laughs> No, sometimes to release tension, like I try to like make everything tense and like get big and then just like okay. melt. And I was trying to melt, but you got me in the big tongue. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was like not only the fact that you had your arms up in the air, it was also like because your face was scrunched too. So it looked like you were really concentrating. <laughs> I guess better praying than pooping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't know anybody that poops with their hands in the air. <laughs> I feel like that would make it more difficult. Like, I don't know, but I kind of want to figure out both of those things the same. <laughs> right. Now I am kind of curious if you can poop with your hands, but you can. <laughs> oh God! All right. And now he's eating the box. Okay. Give me just a sec. I need to get in this mindset. I'm thinking about like two boobs and freaky bodies and prostitutes now. That's just like, is this not what the episode is? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize that rabbit hole was going to like mess you up so much in your head with weird body stuff. I apologize. Well, even like the whole breathing asshole. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And I'm really concerned. And then you said rabbit hole. And now that's like not good. And I'm like, well, fuck. So, this is, I'm just refocus here. I didn't think of. I didn't think about that either. I had forgotten that I had brought up that particular genre of porn. I apologize. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shut up now. I don't know if this episode is gonna be in shambles, but I'm having a good time. I think it's gonna edit up all fine. It's just getting there is something else today. Yeah. What, what were you doing? Okay. 
And I feel like part of that is taking time to acknowledge and celebrate the victories that you have along the way. And that, that, and that made, oh, fucking, A, God damn it, motherfucking son of a bitch. Okay. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little off kilter anyway. And now Bruce is in this like prowly mood. And so it's like, what the fuck is he up to? Because he has this look that says, I'm going to start some fucking shit. And now I'm like all paranoid. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I zoned back in, so I know what you said. It's just for a brief moment right before you stop talking. I had a moment of panic because I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Because it's kind of usually fun because I get just one side of a conversation. Like, I don't read it, but it'll show up like, <laughs> so I just get like a random, well, it was a really big fucking chicken. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. That's great. I mean, most of the interactions that I have on Facebook messages are just like people sending reels back and forth. But I now I am curious about the messages that Gina and I exchanged recently because you probably got to see some interesting things there. But like I said, I only get the first four or five words. And as soon as I realize what it is, I stop reading it, trying to like do the privacy thing. My mind probably So I try to like shut it off. But some stuff like it does catch me because I'll stop it. It's like, oh, that's a big fucking. And I'm like, OK, I got a big fucking. Like I need to And then I have to like chicken. OK, I just I need to finish this. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this one, but I, I had sent Gina pictures of some mushrooms that we had found because we found some magic mushrooms, and Gina got super excited about it. So if you only saw the first <laughs> the first few words of that message, you just would have seen in all capital letters, what, with lots of question marks, you found magic? <laughs> I read that one, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I found magic. <laughs> and I sent her, I sent her a reel that was like of a duck quacking. And just like it quacks a few times, and then they, they somebody sent the quacks to uh, that that uh, Rick Astley song that "Never Gonna Give You Up," "Never Gonna Give You Up," "Never Gonna Let You Down," like that song. So I sent that to her, and then she just responded, "I got duck Astley." So I don't know if you saw that one, but that would have been hilarious outside of context. Especially just cut it off at ass because I don't get all the words. I could have been just I got duck ass. Oh shit. Sorry. I forgot what the different functional podcast is about, and that is part of what happens when I open it, and I need that line. Oh, okay. So, one moment. Okay. I read that. I didn't memorize that. That's right. I, I also apparently didn't memorize it, because I was like, oh, I should just be able to tell her what that is. And I was like, no, I can't, though, because I've forgotten it's been too long. <laughs> the pathetic thing is, is I came up with that tagline, too. <laughs> and it was great and succinct and amazing, which is shocking for me, because nothing I ever say is succinct. <laughs> I think that's why your mind refuses to remember it now because it's like, no, that's the pinnacle of our creation. We can't make <laughs> Probably so. And that's where I think my catastrophization isn't really catastrophization. It's just reality. And it's actually coming beneficial for me and Jake because Jake's like, oh, this should be easy. It'll <laughs> yeah. just take a couple hours. And they're like, they get so fucking pissed off because it should be easy. And I go in going, oh, no, this isn't going to be easy. This is going to be a fucking shit fest. This is going to be a fucking dumpster fire of a day. That is what's going to happen. And because I have that expectation, as everything goes wrong, I'm just like, mm -hmm, yep, 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 yep. And I'm not that upset during the moment. So in this case, the catastrophization actually helps about once a month i call calvin I'm like is this a normal smell for a car to make <laughs> like once it smelled like something was burning and he was like nah should be you're leaking your radiator and it's like falling down on the block or whatever and i'm just like oh okay if you say so can you double check just to make sure can you look under the hood and make sure like okay fine whatever i'm telling you that's what it is but one time i did one time i did stump him because i called him one night and i was like my car smells like burning birthday candles 
is that normal? What does that mean? And he goes, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And I'm like, you know, like the smell birthday candles make when they're burning. And he's like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. I'm like, how do you not know? Birthday candles have a very distinctive smell when they burn. It's not like any other smell, maybe similar to crayons. He's like, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. I will look at your car when I get home. This is very confusing. I don't know what birthday cake, what birthday candles smell like when they burn. Like, and in my mind, I'm like, this is, this is the best description ever because it's so distinctive. Nothing smells like birthday candles when they burn and he doesn't know what I'm talking about and it ended up being nothing but it went away after a couple of days but for two days my car smelled like burning birthday candles and I was so angry that he didn't know what that smelled like and he thought I was crazy Jake and I were driving on the interstate so it's like 70 miles per hour the hood latch fails (laughs) I thought that happened too we noticed oh hey the hood latch oh shit and before we can even pull over the entire hood comes back crashes into the windshield cracks the whole thing we're on the interstate going 70 obviously can't fucking see because the hood is up and scared out of our fucking minds about shit ourselves because the entire safety glass thing is just pebbles everywhere and so now like anytime the hood like both he and I are like does it look like it's shaking is that the wind you think we should pull over and stop and so we all like any long road trip like that's like five minutes in like we should check the hood and we do it because one time is all you need with that and from then on you're like it's gonna happen and it's not gonna be pretty so one of the messages that i was responding to when i was at the gym major and i were talking about some like pretty serious stuff like relational things and like self-improvement shit and stuff like this we're having this really deep conversation and so he had sent me like four or five voice clips because we primarily do that he doesn't like to text so we primarily do voice clips and so i was listening to those ones and then there was an additional one um that he sent after i told him that i was going to be on the call with you <laughs> and it went from all these serious meaningful conversations <laughs> saying why you did it so funny something dead is following me <laughs> okay that was the opening statement something dead is following me it's been following me for and then he finally clarified that his his car smells like dead things oh okay (laughs) all of that was hilarious to me but it it was helpful when he when he started saying that his car was the source of the dead smell (laughs) because prior to that i was like what the fuck is going on with you dude are you having like a medical emergency are you gonna collapse and be taken to the hospital soon are you being followed by an evil spirit what the fuck is going on with you but no it's just his car so i told him he needs to check in the trunk and in the engine bay to see if there's any dead rodents or anything in there because there might have been something that crawled up in there to get warm and died let us know if he uh is dying or if you find something yeah I, if it's only happening to him in the car my guess is something died in his car it's either in the trunk or it's somewhere in the engine bay would be my guess or his car is killing him <laughs> i'll let him know that's another possibility <laughs> and then i shared with him uh i shared with him a story about how that happened to Anne. a mouse got into her car ate a box of cookies like a whole last box of cookies that she had in her car this is so fucked up i shouldn't laugh i can't help it though and it got so fast from eating the box of cookies it couldn't get out and it died in her trunk oh, okay. <laughs> i shouldn't be funny but you're already laughing anyway uh but yeah i just like the, the, the combination of major story and then remembering that about hands there was also a time that i got really sick and my car smelled horrible but that was not as tragic of a story that was just me being a complete and total idiot because that was when I still had Henry. Anne and I had taken a trip and Henry had pottied somewhere 
and there was nowhere to like, like no trash can or anything to put the doggy bag in to put it double wrapped in the back of the car with Henry and I like forgot it was there oh. <laughs> for two weeks I could not figure where the fuck the smell was coming from I got super sick I got like a sinus infection and stuff and it took me forever to figure out where the fuck it was coming from I thought for sure there was something dead in my throat <laughs> this is just a bag of dog shit <laughs> And I had completely fucking forgotten about. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. The sad thing is I relate to that way too much because I could easily see myself doing that. Yeah, well, I, I don't think I would have forgotten about it if we hadn't had a bunch of other stuff, but we'd gone on like a weekend trip. So we had a ton of stuff in the car and obviously Henry. So we got home, we were unloading all the stuff. I completely forgot about the poof. So just sat there in the back of my Prius. <laughs> for like seriously like two weeks i got so sick that was like one of the worst sinus infections i've ever had it was because i was trapped in the car with poop <laughs> oh god okay no i never hit this shoot i'll be right back i cried so much from laughing and now my nose is all right i'll be right back I'm trying to figure out how to synopsize all of this dude we don't need you making noise with plastic um so i'm not just talking for m for how are you finding more plastic where, where are you getting this Seriously, dude. Seriously. Seriously. Fudger muffin. Go be not loud. Go be not loud. Go be not loud. Be graceful and quiet. Excellent. Okay. I think you should speak to the next point, too, because I talked for a really long time, and you didn't talk for super long on that one. I think you should cover the next point, unless you're uncomfortable doing it. <laughs> I am very uncomfortable with rational thinking, Ivy. I would say that mindfulness piece is especially... Eloquent? That's not a word. Okay. <laughs> I would Wait, say that, that is a word. <laughs> I don't know if it's the one you're looking for, but it is actually a word. If you were confused about whether or not it was a word. Which is not the one Sorry, that my brain was like, here's a word. <laughs> so I just, I wasn't sure if you were just doubting that that was a word or if it just wasn't the word that you wanted because you said that's not a word. And I was like, that is a word. Maybe it is what you want. <laughs> it's not. All right. So. I have no respect for you. So oh, you, can, you, can, you can finish your apple. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not like this is live. <laughs> All right. Come on. All right. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Now I have apple and peanut butter in my teeth. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'll make it happen. <clears throat> All right. You did not have to. You, you did not have to rush. Like it's it's fine. Like I said, this this is not live. Like... No, nope. I've pretty much eaten it, so it's good. It was just down to the horrible part where you like licking the peanut butter off the last little bit, and you're like, <sighs> so I'm gonna do that on camera. <laughs> okay. All right. I do have like peanut butter literally all over me now because I'm three. <laughs> Seriously, like everywhere. I think that <laughs> No, I think that happens to most people when they eat peanut butter. Peanut butter is just one of those things that gets on everything. <laughs> All right, I feel better about my life then. Because I think... I've been saying I think way too much. And I think... I think... Fuck you, I think. <laughs> I totally thought it was my nipple. And I'm like, why is my nipple all the way up there? Because it was dark, but it's a stain. So it's okay. It's That is not my nipple. It is just a stain on the shirt. I could have told you that for my well, from- <laughs> Instead, I just watched you do just, like a bunch of weird motions with your shirt and then look really happy. <laughs> well, I was afraid I was just like being super nippy on the camera and I'm like, oh, that's weird. 
But no, it's just a stain. I was also concerned because it's way higher than my nipple should be at this age. And I was like, what is it doing up there? Like Robin Hood men's in tights type thing. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely be more concerned about the latter. Um, the, the former doesn't really matter. Our listeners are not going to see you. Um, and I probably would not have noticed. All right. Well, then there's that. Um, okay. So have you ever gotten stuck in something you're trying on and you have that moment of panic when you're like, am I going to be able to get this off? Because that has happened to me on more than one occasion. It doesn't happen too often with pants, although it has happened a couple of times, but it has definitely happened with dresses where it's like dresses that don't have a zipper and somehow you manage to get it down over your head, but then it comes time to take it off. And maybe because you're sweaty and you're probably swelling up a little bit, especially if you've had too much salt that day, I don't know. And then you try to pull the dress off and you're like, it doesn't, why did my ribcage get bigger in the last 30 seconds? What the fuck is going on? And like, I have had serious moments of panic where I would like fight with it for a while and I get so tired and so sweaty. And I'm like, I don't want to call the clerk to help me get out of these clothes. I want this stranger to see me naked or half naked, especially if there's no women working there. And if for whatever reason, it's just like dudes working there. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? I have seriously had to sit on the floor of dressing rooms before and just be like, okay, I need a breather. And I'm going to sit here and pray that my rib cage gets a little bit smaller so I can get this thing off and then after that i'm terrified to try anything else on because what happens if those shrink too or if i really swell up more from the somehow excessive amounts of sodium that i took in today what the fuck is going on i don't feel like the rest of the world has these weird smells but everything you try on is this weird smell it's like who what is this and why does it like even after you wash it it still smells like lilac butt you're like what is that and i've definitely been working as a massage therapist for too long now to wear just like regular jeans because I wear yoga pants almost every single day for work. So now I put on jeans and I'm like, did I always feel like an overstuffed sausage in jeans? Was this a normal thing or is this my body changing? I see women of various sizes in jeans and they look amazing. You know, really small, petite women, really full figured women. I'm like, they look amazing and they look happy. I feel like I never look happy when I'm wearing jeans. I feel like I look constipated when I'm wearing jeans. Sometimes I'll get adventurous and I'll wake up in the morning and instead of putting on my stereotypical yoga pants and tank top and tennis shoes, I'm like, I am going to be girly today. I'm going to wear a dress or I'm going to put on jeans or whatever. So I put them on and about an hour later, before I even walk out the door, I'm like, this is too uncomfortable. I cannot do this. And the longer I'm wearing it, the more convinced I am that I look weird. Yes, yes. And it's, I know, it's my brain fucking with me because I'm just so, I, I am such a regimen oriented person. I am not fashion oriented. I wear lots of earth colors. I have lots of tank tops in the same color, same style, same size. I have lots of yoga pants in the same color, same style, same size. I just wear the same thing every single day, pretty much. So then if I wear something different, even if everybody around me is like, oh my God, that dress looks so cute on you. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? This looks really weird. And I know it's my brain fucking with me. It's not that I actually look bad. It's that I look different and my brain does not appreciate it because it's like, no, you are not adventurous with clothing. I need to look in the mirror and recognize myself. And if I am wearing a dress, I do not recognize myself. I'm definitely not lawful good. That's for sure. No, I'm not neutral good either. <coughs> Might be chaotic good. So I would like to be chaotic neutral, but I'm pretty sure what I actually am is lawful good or no lawful evil. Lawful yes. evil? Okay. I've not gotten that far down the list yet. I don't read as fast as you do. I'm still looking through things. Let's do these as our facts of the day. Okay. I don't know. I might be chaotic neutral. I definitely think you're chaotic over lawful. <laughs> yeah, I think that's safe to say. I'm definitely lawful over chaotic, unfortunately. <laughs> Would you say you were lawful evil? Um, uh, or lawful good? What did you say? What did you I'm pretty sure I'm actually lawful evil. Okay. <laughs> maybe I'm lawful. Maybe I'm lawful neutral, I guess. I guess I'm more lawful neutral. Yeah, I could see you being. 
I think you've got like you got a streak of waffle evil, but that's like the the control freak part of you. And what did you think you are? I'm trying to decide whether I am chaotic neutral or chaotic good. Probably lean closer to chaotic neutral though. Um, you're definitely chaotic neutral because you have compunctions against killing the innocent, but lack the commitment to make sacrifices to protect or help others. No offense. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's true. That's true. I have uh, a real aversion to having responsibility for other beings. So yeah, this is true. I'm I am uh, not as chaotic uh, as I would like to be. Yeah. All right. I'm chaotic. Neutral. What would you like to be? I don't know, like cha- chaotic good is probably what I would like to be. I would, on some level, some tiny part of me does still have, like, I don't know, not, I don't know that I would say hope for humanity. That might be entirely dead, you know, but the the belief in overall goodness and rights, that might still exist somewhere. But things are too murky and there's too much gray area when it comes to goodness and right. Because, like, what the fuck does that mean? Because different people have completely different concepts of what that means, and it usually means oppressing somebody else. I think that's why I've become chaotic neutral. I think my, my, my default as a child was probably chaotic good. I think I have become chaotic neutral. I feel I have always been lawful good, which is why I am the people pleaser I am today. But I'm making progress because I'm turning into lawful neutral. Soon chaotic evil shall be mine. <laughs> I suppose we could look at the list that you added in the card game. The card game is set up so that people provide their own neurodivergent traits. So it's unique to them. Yeah, but you made a list of suggestions. <laughs> you know what? That was like a week ago. <laughs> Fuck my nuggets. Okay. Oh, I said fuck my nuggets. Making somebody else the nugget fucker, not myself. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Unless it's masturbatory nugget fucking, okay? It's my luck. It's like when I go to correct somebody in a room and everything goes quiet and the music goes to a different song and everything's silent and I'm just the really loud, crazy one. That's It's, it's a challenge. Just a second. No, never mind. I'm not going to do that. Actually, I might. Maybe I will leave that out. You missed the countdown. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing in the time it took for the countdown to happen. And I was like, I don't know, the same thing. <laughs> That's what happened. Because that is, I am focused today like a laser. I know you were saying laser, but the A sounded a little more like an I. So I thought you were going to say a lizard. Yeah, I think I am focused like a lizard because they scuttle about <laughs> and hide under rocks. So yes, I am focused like a lizard today. Are you good to jump in, Ivy? You might want to unmute yourself if you are good to jump in. <laughs> no, I'm 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 just I'm gonna stay muted the whole time. I'll just be like the, the phantom part of this episode. I'm gonna continue forth then I am sallying forth. Sally forth. If my last name was Forth, I would have a kid this to name him Sally. No, you wouldn't, because then you'd have to raise a kid. That's yes, true. exactly. No, but if you knew somebody with a last name if you knew somebody with a last name Forth and they were having a kid, you would pressure them to name it Sally. Yes I would. Yes I would. Not quite. Oh, God, I'm hanging around you, too. Way too long. My train just fell off the fucking tracks. I know, right? Fucking train. All right, I'm going to get this back. I'm going to get this back. I swear to God. <sighs> yeah, I don't know where it was. It was gone. So I'm going to figure out something and then... Are you going to take over? Yeah, I can take over for a second. I can take over for a second. That's, it's, it's so funny. Uh, let's see. Second. My brain's going off the tracks now. God damn, we've all been around each other for too long now. Never mind. It's gone. <laughs> I don't know where it went. And it took me... Okay, I've been in my relationship with my current boyfriend for eight years. He's very amenable. He works with me. He gets my quirks. But I thought up until probably about a year ago, he was just being an ass to me because he's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, how can you not know? That's not possible for you to not know because if you are alive, then you are aware of your emotions and your body and your feelings. And I don't get how you don't know. So you must just be lying to me because you don't want to talk about it. And I don't like being lied to. So if you just don't want to talk about it, then just say you don't want to talk about it. And he's like, I'm not saying I don't want to talk about it. I'm saying I don't know. And it would get into this, I would call it an argument because nobody 
everybody's voices were raised, but it was like this mini heated logical debate, <laughs> which is also not obviously helpful to people's emotional states when they are askew, <laughs> is debating them about whether or not they're lying <laughs> to you about their you know emotions, because that is really validating. Then I would go in with the equivalent of a baseball bat and try to beat him into problem solving. You know, do you need food? Do you need to process through this? And I was not gentle about it. I was very in your face, which is not what he needs. He usually needs time and space to sort things out. But I still feel the necessity to manage this because all emotional reactions have the potential to explode. And that's what I feel like because I get triggered whenever somebody else that I love or am looped with is in a bad mood. So I need to resolve this. I need to resolve this now. And that's this frantic little voice inside of me going, you need to resolve it. You need to resolve it. Something's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Somebody's going to kill themselves. Somebody's going to get hurt. We need, to, we need to solve it. And I start freaking out, which is not great for your logic. But I've learned that the baseball bat doesn't work. So now it's kind of like trying to... Uh, entice a wounded animal so it's like here do you do you need food and you kind of throw a cookie toward them like oh that's not what you needed how about some some emotional processing and you just kind of throw a cbt worksheet towards them and be like is that it is that it is that what you need and then a lot of times again they don't even want to process it because apparently if you don't grow up in a traumatic home you can have bad moods that resolve themselves and you do nothing, which is astounding to me. But I have seen this happen with my boyfriend where he gets in a bad mood and it resolves itself and he's done nothing, but I still don't trust in that. And so I try to get him to do something and he won't do anything because nothing needs to be done. And that's where I'm now where I start getting frustrated. And so now I'm actually starting to get angry and I'm like, fine, let's do nothing. Let's just be in a bad mood forever because I love being in a bad mood forever. I love being triggered forever. I'm enjoying the state. The longer you're in a bad mood, the longer I'm triggered. And then unfortunately I start guilt tripping, not intentionally, like this isn't a manipulative thing, but it's just where I'm at. I'm like, this is why when I get in a bad mood, I get really angry and it escalates up and it's done in five minutes because that is the appropriate, polite thing to do to others. Doing this thing where you're in a shitty mood for two days is not polite to me. I don't fucking appreciate it. And I feel bad though, because when my boyfriend has the emotional wherewithal, not always, because sometimes he, like all humans, doesn't and he doesn't react well to my bad moods. But when he has the emotional wherewithal to react well, he is a fucking rock star at it. He, he acknowledges it. He's like, oh, you know, I see you're upset. I'm really sorry about that. And he offers validation and he's understanding that it's not about him. And he just accepts that it's negative and he doesn't pressure me to do anything about it. And he trusts that I'm going to work through it. And he does everything perfectly right. And I think that's part of the other reason I get frustrated with him when he's in a bad mood is because I keep fucking it up. I'm like, how come you can do this and I can't? Like, I see what you're doing and I'm trying to repeat it, but I'm not getting it because you do it. And it's all like, oh, yay. And now I feel better because I was emotionally loved and supported and validated with just the appropriate amount of presence and not too much interference, but a little interference. And I see it, but I can't replicate it. And I think I get frustrated that I can't be of help and that I'm not as good at as him at something and that little bit of me that needs to be the best at everything comes up as well so now I also feel like a really sore loser that not only am I triggered by his mood I can't fix his mood <laughs> but I'm also nowhere near as good as him at fixing moods and so yeah just rub that in my face that you're better at that too my therapist I was expressing to her my frustration that Calvin did not seem to take it seriously how upset I was about something and she was like well how did you express your anger? And I was really proud of myself. I was like, I stayed super calm. I explained everything logically. I told him what I needed from him. I even kept my tone of voice chill. I stood there very still. And she's like, he probably did not recognize that you were angry because to him, anger is getting kind of manic. It's pacing around, it's yelling, it's throwing things, it's punching a wall. You just stood there and told him calmly that you were really angry. So maybe he didn't take it seriously, because he didn't really know that you were actually angry. So there are definitely some downsides to getting healthier and better at uh, knowing yourself and expressing yourself. Because <laughs> then I started thinking about it and I realized most people probably have no idea when I'm angry because I don't express it. 
at all, really. Just like super chill. She'd be like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm, I'm like really pissed off right now, man. She's like really angry. That probably doesn't come across as angry to most people. <laughs> I'm actually thankful for that because between how our parents got angry and how I get angry, because I'm very similar to Kelvin, that is what I expect from anger. But I've been with Ivy enough that I know what that looks like. And that's what my partner does. That's what Jake does. He gets quiet angry. And I also know, <laughs> because I've watched enough like serial killer stuff to be aware of what happens when the quiet ones do finally flip. And so Ivy has never really flipped that I'm aware of, but I can pick up on those silent angry cues, which is what Jake does too. And you get extremely calm and things get extremely cold and their energy gets pulled very much in. And there is no loop anymore because they are their own island and everything is getting very clearly enunciated and pronounced as they stare directly at you. And that's the point at which I go, holy shit. This is the point I need to exit the room because they need to do whatever they need to do. And if I keep poking at this, I don't know what's going to happen. I've never found out what's going to happen with Ivy or with Jake. And I hope to God I never will because I can only imagine anger as a pressure cooker and I let mine out. So yes, they're squealing and it's going off like a tea kettle, but then it's done. I don't know what's going to happen with no vent for that anger because eventually it's got to build to the point that something explodes and I don't want to get hit with that shrapnel. So I'm thankful at least for that, Ivy, that you taught me about what that looks like for me anyways. I feel very called out because the way that you described it is exactly how I am, for sure. Uh, I do lose my shit, but here's the thing. The quiet ones generally don't lose their shit in front of other people. We can control it enough that we can wait until no one else is around. Because this also came up in the conversation with my therapist, because I explained to her, that, like, well, in order for me to be that calm and actually explain these things to him, I had to wait until he went into the bathroom and he couldn't see me. And then I just threw my shoes against the wall over and over and over again until I completely exhausted myself. So we do lose our shit. The quiet ones lose our shit. We just lose them when no one is watching. And recently we've had the conversation where I've been trying to encourage him to be angry at me in my presence because he, like you, will not do that. And he thinks it's almost forbidden. Like it's taboo. Like you, you don't do that. You can't do that. And I'm like, you can. And it needs to happen because this, this I feel is the next step in this is you need to be angry at me because I don't deal well with angry and you don't deal well with being angry at people. And we're just enabling each other in these issues. And so at some point you're going to need to be angry at me so you can learn what that feels like so that you can be more whole and accepting of your emotional self. And I can learn that people can get angry at me and nobody dies and nobody gets hurt and nobody gets kicked out of the house and has to live three states over and never see their sister again because that's the only possible thing in my mind if somebody's angry at me it's going to be an extreme response and so I've got to learn that it's not and that's kind of what you can teach your partner I'm just saying Ivy if you're able to do it but I do know this it's going to be shitty when it happens it's going to be fucking shitty because it's all nice looking back I'm like oh look at the lovely lessons I learned they were not fucking lovely in the moment and I know when Jake finally is able to take that step and be angry at me oh my god it's going to be a nightmare mess it's going to be I'm going to be like sobbing <laughs> he's gonna be like feel horrible because he feels like he's crushed me and but we'll we'll figure it out we'll move on i forgot how to swallow give me a second <laughs> i hate it when that happens you feel like such an idiot because you're like i was swallowing just fine before i had an incident the other night i was on my way home from my clients it had been a long day including like a pretty strenuous pt session so i don't know if that was part of it but i was almost home and i was at the stoplight and i had a decent amount of saliva in my mouth i wasn't even attempting to swallow i wasn't in the middle of trying to breathe but somehow i choked on my spit <laughs> and i was i was coughing so hard it made my lungs and my throat hurt and i still have no idea how that happened because i didn't like breathe in and get some of it down the wrong pipe 
I didn't try to swallow. I have no idea what the fuck happened. Somehow I just managed to choke up my spit without doing anything. I I don't know. You you drooled backwards because it's... you're so against spit and you're so against drooling. <laughs> your mind was like, it's not coming out the lips. It's going to have to go back. And then it just started trickling down your throat. That's what happened. I was actually not really paying attention. I was going to like come back in when you were cueing me and I, I didn't. So <laughs> I, just <kept> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really cue you either. I just... <laughs> I just so. dead-ended because my brain dead-ended. It was like, yep, I've said all I want to say. I'm done now. I'm going to blame the heat. I think it's melting our thoughts out of our brains. No, it, that's not it for me. It's that whole ADHD brain thing. Like, we got into this, and now my brain is like, I'm not interested in doing this right now. So I'm having to, like, willpower through because it has to get done, and my brain doesn't get to just do what it wants all the time. I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. <laughs> that has been me all day. You just got talking, and I'm like, what was happening? I was on Facebook. <laughs> I've been trying so hard to stay focused because my ADHD brain really doesn't want to today. So I'm trying so hard to stay focused, but we've been at this for a while. So I'm starting to fade out. So I was not paying attention. Another way to... Thank you, Kitty, for your input. (laughs) Maybe maybe we should let the cat talk. Maybe the cat would do better than both of us are tonight. I find it amusing because I feel like that is something also that you learned from our grandmother because that's how she was. She was not a hugger. It always made her nervous and anxious. And even when you were sick or injured, that was about the equivalent of what you got. You could tell she was concerned, but you got like a pat on the head, like a really awkward one. Like, oh, yeah, too hard now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Grandma's pats were always too hard. She, She could not... I, 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 maybe it was because of her anxiety or I, I don't know why, but her, when she would pat you on the head, it would always be too hard. Or when you would give her a hug, she didn't like to hug very much, but she would occasionally hug. Like she'd hug to say goodbye, but there was always a distance between you maintained and she'd pat you on the back. And sometimes it'd be hard enough. It would dislodge phlegm in my lungs. <laughs> I always knew hugs were not something she enjoyed. And yes, I did get that from grandma because I also don't enjoy those. And anybody else in the family, when they would try to hug me, I would, I, I thought when I was younger that hugs were painful for everybody. And I couldn't understand why people did it. Cause I'm like, this is painful. And as I got older, I realized, no, it's physically painful for me because when somebody is hugging me, I am keeping my feet as far away from that person as I can. So I'm off balance and I'm trying to brace my entire core and I'm really tensed up and my back feels like it's on fire and my shoulders are spasming because I'm literally trying to stand as far away from this person as I possibly can while still being in an embrace. So no, hugging is not painful for everybody. Hugging is just fucking painful for me and grandma. So a word, a word of a word of caution to those out there that are compulsive huggers or touchers. Make sure it's okay first so you're not putting the other person out or into physical pain. Your boyfriend's at a pond. I feel like I'm on drugs. This is good. It's a great way to start this episode. No, Calvin is not in a pond anymore. He's near anywhere near the pond? He's still near the pond, but he's not in the middle of it anymore. I still don't understand what's going on there. I'm going to ask him when he gets home if he was in the pond. I'm really entirely possible. Migratory bird went to check it out, jacked by a goose. The goose stole his phone. He had to go fight the goose in the middle of the pond. I think he came back successful. I'm betting on successful with the phone because it's now out of the pond. So I don't think the goose has it anymore. I hope he, it comes home wet and covered in algae. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to be real disappointed if he wasn't actually in the middle of the pond now because we've created all of these stories of his heroic acts in a pond and now I kind of want him to have been in a pond. <laughs> Okay. If not, just get prepared with some dead house leaf plants and a cup of water so you can douse them and throw them. (laughs) Okay. That's totally fine. On one other side note before we get started, the only spray bottle that I have has rose water in it. So by the end of this recording, I'm going to smell very heavily of old lady. That's what's up. It smells nice, but it's going to be like, I'm probably going to go through the whole bottle. (laughs) My two bottles, one has regular water, but when I can't find it, my other has a vinegar mix to wash fruits and vegetables with. (laughs) (laughs) So when I get desperate, I smell like a pickle. That's what happened.
I forgot. I was editing the last recording we did, and in the middle, we had to stop and pee. Mm-hmm. And apparently, my yeah. microphone is really good because I was doing a little pee song because I was so excited. I'm like, <laughs> and it was picking it up from across the room. I feel like there's a point there where we could just cut it at the end of something that I said because I had gotten to like a relatively good stopping point and then I continued on like a dumbass. Yeah, I'll try. I don't know why this specific topic. I did the same thing where I was just like blah blah blah, and then more stuff in the bushes. I don't know. Sometimes you're pretty sure you're gonna pee forever, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you don't, and you're happy because you're pretty sure you would have drowned. I have peed. It was amazing. I'm happy for you. I peed too, but I didn't need to desperately. So it was not amazing. It was just, it was, it was acceptable. It was an acceptable pee. <laughs> not glorious, but it, it did the job. Anyway. Okay. All right. So, all right. So you're going to start us out with the welcome to the different functional podcast. I'm Ivy, the older sister, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll be, I'm Autumn. Or I guess you're the younger sister. I'm older sister. You know, you got your fact first. And then I have my fact. So you can. <clears throat> and I am the older sister. Because <laughs> I got confused. <laughs> you didn't get confused once. It just knows who I am. So it tells me who I am. <laughs> and I don't think to tell it that I'm somebody else. I feel like you were mildly judging. No, because I, it was like initially it seemed like your voice was going in and out. And I was trying to figure out if that was just in my head or if things were actually glitching. Talk for a few seconds so I can make sure. I shall now monologue for a few moments so that Ivy can check my voice by narrating what I'm doing because I am unsure what else to say. Yes. I say we go to crows because I'm going to be talking initially with it. So I'll do my poop. You do your crows. I can't hear you. Hey, I should unmute my microphone. Okay. Are you in the call? <laughs> I am in the, I'm in the call. Okay. Sorry about that. I forgot to tell him when we were starting to record. And just as you started talking, he opened the door and came out of the bedroom and went into the bathroom. But I mean, I'm, I'm glad that happened then instead of halfway through. But that was my bad. I should have told him. You told him you're not allowed to use the bathroom. Just piss in the bedroom somewhere for God's sake. Man. No. You muted yourself and then started talking to me. Sorry. <laughs> I keep forgetting that muting means you can't hear me either. I think you muted yourself again. God damn it. Why do I keep doing that? I'm just like really happy to hit that mute button today. And Ivy is muted again. So she's just going to be talking and mouthing. Okay. So let's uh, scrap what we just did. Let's stop the record, the call record for right now. Cause we've just also just talked about a bunch of shit unnecessary. So let's just stop that. We'll go back to Skype for a second. Get our shit together, and then we'll try it again. Yeah, that works. Yay! And you will need not edit anything. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? That's not going to happen, though. Just, I just know it's not going to happen. <laughs> You're like, stop setting the bar to impossible. <laughs> yeah. Don't bother. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, I think I'm ready if you are. Okay. <clears throat>